0: For our scripture reading, we'll turn to Luke 12 once more. Luke 12, we'll read from verse 49. Luke 12, reading from verse 49 to the end of the chapter. And here Jesus continues speaking. Verse 49. I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two and two against three father will be divided against son and son against father mother against daughter and daughter against mother mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law then he also said to the multitudes whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west immediately you say a shower is coming and so it is and when you see a south wind blow you say there will be hot weather and there is hypocrites You can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? Yes, and why, even of yourselves, do you not judge what is right? When you go with your adversary to the magistrate, make every effort along the way to settle with him, lest he drag you to the judge, the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you shall not depart from there till you have paid the very last might. This far our scripture reading. Dear congregation, we live in a world that is full of division. From the time of the first siblings, Cain killed his own brother, Abel, and ever since there's been various divisions in this world. We can see the many different political stances and divisions that we have in our own nation, different moral and ethical divisions. But we also understand from Scripture that all these divisions started because of Adam and Eve's sin in paradise, where they sinned and fell away from God, were driven out of the Garden of Eden and put put an eternal separation between mankind and God. And James 4 verse 4 now says that friendship with the world is enmity with God. That there is a division between sinners and God. But Isaiah 58 also says that Jesus is the repairer of the breach, that He came to heal that division, to repair that division And so we hear of others such as Abraham who were considered the friend of God, walking in this world in unity and communion with God. And so now as we continue our study in Luke chapter 12, today I want you to think of this question. Do you seek peace on earth or peace in heaven? Peace with man or peace with God? And so, keeping in line with our themes of this this chapter, the theme today is responding faithfully to division, keeping in mind that eternal perspective that we are to have in this life. And so, in the first place, then, we must first recognize the division that Christ came to make on this earth, the division that Christ came to make on this earth. Because in order to heal that division that there is between us and God, Christ has to make another division. If you look at verse 49, he says, I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Or the King James actually says, what if or what will I if it already is kindled? And Fire in the scriptures often is used as as God's judgment on sin. John the Baptist, he said when Jesus would come, and bapt, he would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And in that chapter in Matthew 3, he says he will, Jesus will gather the wheat into that barn and he will burn up the chash, chaff with unquenchable fire. There we see a division between the wheat and the chaff. But here in this chapter also, specifically, this fire is used as a symbol representing persecution and suffering. Persecution and suffering caused by the, the enmity of the world against God and against His people. That fire that Jesus shows here is already kindled in the hearts of the Jews who, who hate Christ and who hate His gospel. It is a fire that is kindled against all of God's people in this world. And that's why Jesus says in verse 50, But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. And here that baptism is referring to as his baptism of suffering that he will undergo. And as we now enter a new, a new passion a season for this year, we can see here already how Christ is set on finishing the work that He came to do. Set on healing that breach that there is between sinners and God to remove that enmity and that sin. And in order to do so, Christ had to endure both the fire of God's divine wrath and the fire of the opposition and persecution of the people. And so He would be baptized here with the suffering and and death. And he says, How distressed I am till it shall be accomplished. he's, He's pressed inwardly. It weighs down on him like a mother waiting to be delivered of a child. He was constrained. And again, the King James uses the word straightened, which means you could say he has a burning desire to finish his course, his work here. He knew that he would be facing a lot of suffering as he gave his life a ransom for many. He'd be overwhelmed with the anguish that he would face. But he has this burning desire and zeal to open the way of salvation for sinners. And for sinners to come back to to God. And that's what he's constrained here to accomplish Here it shows His infinite love and and His willingness to do this for His people, for sinners like us. And this love that He shows here is the same love that He has now as He's enthroned in heaven. And the same love He shows to sinners who come to Him today. And no doubt here these disciples, they they looked at Him in, in astonishment. Why are you talking about suffering? Aren't you the Messiah? Aren't you the Prince of Peace? Aren't you coming to, to usher in the kingdom of peace? Why? Why are you talking about all this suffering? And so Jesus answers. He says, do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. Are you looking for peace on earth? Peace from the Roman oppressions that the Jews faced. Peace from government, uh, governments here or political parties. You won't find it in this world. Do not expect to find greater peace from, from, from certain governments or a peace between different kinds of religions or, or, or even peace between various Christian churches. People are looking for more unity. They know unity is important. You see seen various denominations that are so different in each other trying to unite for the sake of unity. You see the government in our own country trying to have a multi-religious prayer services at national events to, to show a, a certain amount of unity. But that is unity at the expense of truth. The truth is trampled underfoot. Yes, Jesus does come with the gospel of peace. Yes, we are called to live at peace with everyone as much as possible, Romans 12 says. Psalm 34 says you must seek peace and pursue it. Jesus even wept over the spiritual blindness of the people that rejected His peace in Luke 19. Jesus Himself was the most peaceful man that ever walked in this world. But He also brought the most division on earth. True peace comes with receiving and believing the gospel. But how does that peace come? Because peace cannot... There can be no peace while the enemy holds your soul captive. And wherever this, this gospel is opposed, there is division. Jesus says he came to bring division on earth. Why? Well, for that again, we can go back to Genesis 3. Where God said to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman between your seed and her seed, which is Christ, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise her heel. So true peace with God cannot come until Christ crushed the enemy, Satan's head, the one who holds sinners captive. And when Christ died on the cross and when he rose from the grave, he defeated Satan. And now that gospel proclaims that God has made peace, or Christ has made peace with God for sinners. And this gospel brings division now because it tears sinners out of the grasp of of Satan's hands. And it also tears sin out of your heart. It is where, where the Lord Jesus brings you into the kingdom of God, into peace with God, and into friendship with God. And so then there is a new division, a division between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And there can never be peace between those two. But this shows us the reality of Christianity in our world. You see that there is a real division between truth and lies, between eternal life and eternal death, between Christ and... And Satan's reign here. But Christ came to bring division, to bring you out of your sin and out of death. And so we need to ask ourselves, which kingdom do we belong to? Because, secondly, we have to recognize the sharp, how, how sharp this line of division is. Because Jesus goes on to say in verse. Uh, fifty two for from now on five and one house will be divided three against two and two against three. father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter in law and daughter against mother 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 in law against daughter in law daughter in law against mother in law He says that division is so sharp and so exact that it'll divide even the closest relationships on this earth. Luke 1 verse 17 said that Jesus came to preach the gospel to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And yet the same gospel separates, makes an eternal separation. Family ties are the closest and deepest bonds that this world knows that even suffering can't erase. I've met people who have been separated from their family from birth, but when they later on in life they find their parent, their, 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 real, their blood parents or, or siblings, there's a special bond that is always there, even though they've never known each other in this life. People who have been uh, tragically abused in their life, in their families, still have that craving for that family bond that they need. but also divisions in families, that means that it also cuts the deepest. It's the most painful in this life because Satan seeks to destroy families. How many families have been destroyed even these past couple years through all the turmoil and lockdowns in this world? How many people have been separated from the gospel and care homes or separated from one another from gathering in public worship? Satan fights hard to keep that division from God, to keep that division between God. You hear the testimonies of children who are not able to see their own grandparents because of their convictions. I spoke to a friend of mine who whose families barred them from any access to any of the siblings anymore because they voiced their concerns about their mother who chose to end her life with euthanasia. Sharp divisions. But we must realize that these divisions are never the result, or they must never be the result of our own sinful actions. We must never be the cause of such divisions sinfully. We must live peacefully with all men as much as in us lies. And so we must understand that the divisions in this world are not the gospel's fault. If you think of the surgeon who has to cut out cancer to remove a tumor, it's not the fault of the knife, but it's the fault of the cancer That was there first that the cut is necessary and so the division that the gospel makes in your life and in this world is not the fault of the gospel but the fault of the cancer of sin that needs to be cut out of your heart and so the division that comes between people in this world is not the fault of the gospel but because of sin and unbelief that Revolts against the gospel. And here we see that this division that Christ brings cuts deep. But it cuts even deeper than the closest family ties that this world knows. Because this is this gospel cuts between your flesh and your spirit, between your old man and your new man. This cuts between your sin. In your life with god and this begins a battle that will rage in your soul for the rest of your life this is a division where god cuts all his elect people out of this world like he did with abraham to bring him out to serve the lord it's a place you'll be cut off from the attachments of the world as we've seen earlier in this chapter how it divides between you and your possessions between you and even the positions God gives you in this world and how it places the world in opposition to you. And God is cutting you out and cutting you loose from your sins and from this world so that your only desire will be for heaven and for God and so that nothing will hold you back or tie you down when the time comes to meet the Lord. But this is a separation from sin where he gives peace with God. Peace with God that passes all understanding. A separation that brings you into friendship with with God. But it is a division that is painful because of the fire of opposition. John wrote in 3 John 1 that there is no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. But that also means that the opposite is true, that there seems to be no greater pain to hear when our children walk without the truth. They often leave and want to live their own life contrary to what the Scripture says. And it's painful because you know that it's an eternal separation, a separation that only God can heal. But here again, we're faced with that question. Are we seeking peace on earth or peace in heaven? Because Jesus said in Luke 14, verse 26, If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And here it's a picture of priority we must love them. And yet we must love God above all. And that means if there is a division caused because of the gospel, we can never compromise the gospel because their only hope is in the surgical knife of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But this, this division is also painful because our own hearts It must be cut loose from our own sinful attachments to this world. God said we cannot love both God and mammon. We cannot love both the wealth and pleasures of this world and God. And that means one of those needs to be cut off. And so this fire can burn against you when your old friends begin to despise you or when this world will hate you. Or when the government will oppose and oppress you for your uh, biblical convictions, or when family members forsake you. We see it's a sharp division. But then, thirdly, we must recognize the presence of this division in our world today. Because so often we try to live as if there's no battle, as if there's no division. Why is Ukraine fighting today? Because they know there's a war. They know the enemy is attacking. And often the Christians' biggest problem is that we fall asleep on the battlefield. Jesus said in verse 54, to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, Immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather, and there is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it you cannot discern this time? And so Jesus emphasizes the critical need to discern the signs of the time, to, to discern how close this dividing line is running to you. Because it runs right through our nations. It runs right through our families, as we just saw. And it either runs right past you, or it runs right through you. The the Jews here knew how to predict the weather. And Jesus rebukes them for, for not discerning the signs of the times. Even though they claimed to be religious and discerning, they did not understand the signs and the miracles that Christ was doing, showing that His kingdom had come to them. They refused to acknowledge Him as the Christ who has been sent as their Messiah. Many prophecies have been fulfilled before them. And in Luke 11, verse 20, Jesus said, Surely the kingdom of God is come unto you. It's here. But their unbelief prevented them from seeing Christ as the Son of God. And this kingdom has come to you and to me in Christ Jesus. And it comes so close to us today. The Bible is so relevant for us today. The apostles were speaking of everything that would happen and of Christ's return and how much closer are we than they were? Are we then watching as Luke 11 verse, 12 verse 40 says? Are we then looking and longing for the day when Christ will completely heal that breach, that division that was there between us and God? That division is present with us in this world here today. And Christ is still saving sinners today. And as we anticipate the Lord's Supper next week, that division is also seen in our midst. It's a division that runs right through every congregation where some are able to attend and some may not. Even though it's not a a perfect division on this earth, but Christ sees the division. Christ is the one who slices through the heart. God is the one who sends him and who sends his Holy Spirit because he sees his elect who are divided from him. And he, as Christ's desire is to have his people where he is, to be brought together with him as one. Do you know of that division? Has Christ divided you from your sins? Has the gospel ever divided you from your love of this world and its pleasures? Because that's a division that we all need to know about. You might not be able to pinpoint the exact time or place when the spiritual surgery took place. But there will be a division. A division where God has delivered you from your sin. Where God has given you a new life. It'll be a division that is growing, increasing. Increasing hatred for sin. Increasing love for God. Where you draw closer to God and further from the love of this world and sin. And if there is no increase, no growth seen in this way, in this division... Then you need to question if there is a division in your life that Christ has made. Have you been divided out of your sin? It doesn't mean you never have any more sin, but it means that there's an increasing gap, an increasing division that God puts there. Because it's a division that you'll feel in this world more and more as that fire of opposition increases against you. Can you discern the signs of your times? Because next week, the Lord's Supper will be set out again, the Lord willing. A supper where the King Himself sets out a meal for those who are His. For those whom He has divided to Himself. And it is there that He comes with the words of Luke twelve thirty two to say to you, Fear not little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In this world there is those divisions and those oppositions and those afflictions. But Christ is be of good cheer. Christ has come to separate you out of this world and to give you the kingdom of heaven. And there you see that it's his work that he came to do, that he is that surgeon that he is the repairer of that breach that we made by our sin. And that when we face this constant battle every day, that he is the one who comes to strengthen and to nourish and to show how he has accomplished it for you. How your desire is to walk nearer to God, he's the one who leads you there. And that as he sets the table for you, he... He gives you a taste of His love again. There He he strengthens you to go back into this battle every day to show you how He has come willingly to do this for His people, to cut you free and to bring you into His kingdom. But then lastly, you must recognize then that importance of having crossed over We're crossing over that dividing line. Because if there's that division, you're on one side or the other. And if we've not already been cut out of our sins and out of this world by the gospel, Jesus here ends with a warning showing the importance to be at peace with God in verse 57. He says, Do you not judge what is right? When you go with your adversary to the magistrate, make every effort along the way to settle with him, lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you shall not depart from there until you've paid every last mite. And so he's using here an illustration to show a person owing a debt to his enemy. And he warns them to be diligent, to seek peace and to be reconciled with that person so that the judge will not throw him into prison until he pays for the, for the, to the very last penny. And Jesus here is picturing Himself as your adversary. God as your judge. Your debt is your sin. And He urges you to make peace with God before you have to face Him as the judge of heaven and earth. Because if we stand on the wrong side of that division, then He is our judge. And then He says we have no place at His table. And we cannot stand before Him if we have any outstanding debt. This is a debt we cannot pay. And so He says make every effort to settle your case with Christ today. He offers His peace today to those who do not yet know Him. He says the border is still open. You can see how Christ has come willingly. How in His love and His zeal for His people He gave His life for sinners. There we see how Christ was cut off from His own Father. His Father who He loved from all eternity. Against His Father against whom He had never sinned. His Father that as a Son in the Trinity He was forever united to Him. There was never a division between the Son and the Father in the Trinity. Never a division between the Lord Jesus Christ and His Father in heaven while He was on earth. In Him the Father was well pleased. No wonder Christ is weighed down to have this accomplished. And then soon Christ in his humanity would utter those agonizing words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He would be baptized with the suffering and anguish under the wrath of God. He was forsaken of God. He would be standing on the wrong side of that dividing line. Standing on the other side of that dividing line instead of you. Instead of sinners. To take the wrath of God against your sin. Dear believer, Christ stood where you once stood. Christ stood where we deserve to stand. But now he can say, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ there paid your debt in full. He stood before your judge and paid your sin debt. And the judge now says, you stand on this side of the line. Because Christ stood on that side for you. He has made full atonement for all your sin. Now, division from the world means friendship with God because of Christ Jesus. And the Lord's Supper next week says, do this in remembrance of Him, in remembrance of Christ who stood in your place and who came to divide you from your sin, to reconcile you with God. Amen.